Hello and welcome to The Flex. This is Joe Howie. Unfortunately, Matt St. Jean is still feeling under the weather. He's still dealing with a nasty cough from COVID, so he's unavailable to join today. We also reached out to Jack Riccio, who was on last time. He's unavailable, so I'm going to get into this one solo. Um, it is March 19th, and the Providence Friars are set to take on the Richmond Spiders tonight in the round of 32 with hopes of earning a Sweet 16 berth for the first time in nearly a quarter century for the program. But a lot's happened to lead up to this point, especially on Thursday, St. Patrick's Day. No better day for the luckiest team in America to upset the 13th-seeded South Dakota State Jackrabbits. You know, uh, that was, uh, for lack of a better term, an upset win for the Friars, who really were, were picked against to win. Um, uh, I forget the stat, but I think it was points bet that put it out that 86% of the money that was bet on that game was bet in favor of South Dakota State. I know my group chat of friends from home was really upset because they were all, you know, super excited that South Dakota State was going to wipe the floor with Providence. But at the end of the day, it was the Friars taking a nine-point victory into the second day, the second round of the tournament. Noah Horkler was that dude for this game, flirting with a double-double, 13 points, nine rebounds. He was joined in double figures by Al Durham, who had 13 and eight boards, and Jared Bynum off the bench with 12 points. Another notable Friar from Thursday's performance was Ed Croswell, who didn't really hit the scoring column too well, but he had four steals. Yes, you heard that correctly. Four steals for the big man and nine boards. Him, Bynum, and Breed came off the bench and really brought some energy to a team that was, you know, kind of winded halfway through that second half, that first half. They went nine minutes without a stoppage of play. No TV timeouts, no whistles, nothing. Just nine minutes of pure basketball. And you could see it, too. When, when those players came off the, off the floor for that first back-to-back -back media timeout session, it was, they were huffing and puffing. Um, so props to the second unit for coming in and, you know, really picking up where, where that first unit left off and doing so with authority. You know, Ed Croswell, he dropped the ball in that first offensive possession and, you know, you kind of thought that's the way the game was going to go. Mm -mm. Nine rebounds, four steals. And let me tell you, he was, he was all over the place, Ed Croswell. And, you know, this is what I, I took away from that game is that again, on a night where Nate Watson's being swarmed in the paint, the other dudes around him are going to pick up the, the slack, um, Durham looked comfortable. He looked like himself again. And, and you know, I, I'm going to go as far as saying is, you know, a lot of people are upset with the loss at Villanova. You know, you lost by two points. You know, you had the opportunity to beat them on their home floor. But that's without Al Durham. Uh, there's a, an argument that can be made that if Durham played that game, that perhaps we would have won. But in the grand scheme of things, I think resting him was clearly the best option because he came into the Big East tournament with his hair on fire, played great against uh, Creighton in the loss and was huge and, and had that clutch bucket at the end of the game against Butler. He's carrying that momentum into the postseason, and, and it's clear to see that the time off between senior night and the postseason has helped him tremendously with that sports hernia. So hopefully Durham can continue tonight against Richmond, but, you know, the play of Al Durham, the play of Ed Croswell, Horkler, you know, these are guys that were, you know, kind of trailing off towards the end of the season there. Horkler especially was playing very quietly, uh, the past couple of games, really turned it on. He looked like him old self again, flirting with a double-double. We talked about Durham. Bynum continues to stay hot. You know, and, and I think, too, Reeves, only six points, but he had two big threes in the first half. Um, and, and, you know, I, I just think you get him going, he's a difference maker. Watson was relatively quiet, but, again, he's so impactful in the way that he plays, you know. 
you have guys double, triple teaming him in the paint. It just opens up looks across the boards for everyone else. Friars under the day with eight threes. So, you know, take with that what you will. You know, you're not feeding Watson. All right, we'll hit it from outside. Um, but again, this was a, a really well-rounded performance. You beat, you held one of the best shooting teams in the country to 57 points, roughly 30 below their season average. Um, I, I just think a, a lot has to be said about this team. You look at the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, Baylor Shireman, you knew he was going to be the story of the game for them. 18 points and 10 rebounds on 7 of 17 shooting. Um, so again, a, a good game for him, but I think it's noteworthy that there was a stretch of time, and I credit uh, Kevin Farhar from FriarBasketball.com for this stat, but from around the 11-minute mark in the first half all the way until there was about 3.20 left in the second half, Justin Minaya did a hell of a job on Baylor Shireman. Um, he really did it, and... This is, you know, it's not new to Manaya. He gets the tough defensive assignment of every game. But even 18 points, 10 rebounds, that's all that Baylor Shireman could produce. And it still wasn't enough, and they lost by nine. So I, I think the defensive value of Justin Manaya still remains intangible. And hopefully, you know, he can just keep that momentum, pick up the pace, and carry that over in tonight's matchup against Richmond. But at the end of the day, Providence 66, South Dakota State 57, Friars won that one by nine points and are now headed to the round of 32 for the first time since 2016 with a Sweet 16 tournament with a Sweet 16 round berth on the line. Let's get into tonight's game. The Richmond Spiders come into this one having upset the Big Ten uh, tournament champion Iowa Hawkeyes 67-63. to And, you know, this is a Richmond team that was a middle-of-the-pack Atlantic 10 team, wound up winning the A-10 tournament, so that's why they're in the big dance. They're 24-12 and on the season, and the story for them last game was Jacob Gilliard with 24 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists. He was playing with his hair on fire. Um, I was watching that game. It was a little bit tough because, and I'll be honest, it was tough to watch the Providence game too, but these first few days of March Madness when the games are on during the day and you know, you're not necessarily off from work, you're not necessarily working, it's kind of like you're striking that balance. I just, I thought it was tough to focus on, even on the Providence game, but I'm glad that I was able to catch most of it. I'm glad that I was able to catch the evening games. And anyway, I digress. Jacob Gilliard, you know, played a full 40 minutes, 24 points, six boards. Another guy to be on the lookout for is Burton. You know, 18 points, 11 rebounds, nine defensive rebounds, also five turnovers. So, you know, take with that what you will. It likely we'll have the matchup of Justin Manaya defensively. So, you know, again, Manaya did a great job on Baylor Shireman. Burton is a 6'7 forward, so, you know, he fits that, that player prototype that Manaya fills, so likely the defensive matchup there. Another guy I want to talk about is Golden. Hold on, I have to find his name here on the roster. Grant Golden. So, only four points, two of 11 from the field, only played 25 minutes, five boards. He comes into this one at 6'10", 255 pounds. This is probably the most even matchup for Watson with respect to size and girth all season. Um, and the reason I say even matchup for Watson is because, you know, Watson, you know, struggled against bigger guys like uh, Kirkweth from Marquette and Jack Nungy from Xavier, um, Defensive Player of the Year, Ryan Kalkbrenner, who, by the way, we'll talk about that in a second, but he suffered a really bad injury in Creighton's first-round game. Uh, he might be done for the season. That just looked awful. Um, I hate watching the injuries. I hate watching them live. I hate seeing them. Hate seeing the replays, but you know you feel for him. But anyway, back to Golden. 
he's going to be the, the the most sizable opponent that Nate will face this season with respect to girth and height. Um, you know, he basically is the same profile as Nate, six foot ten, two fifty five. Nate, I think, is in the two sixties, two seventies. So Nate's got some strength on him. Um, Nate's got some experience on him, but at the end of the day, this is going to be the most even matchup that we'll see for Watson. And this is going to be an interesting matchup, too. Richmond likes to do a lot of five-out offense where all five guys are out beyond the three-point arc and someone is going to just drive right to the cup. Um, I doubt that Golden is going to be taking Watson to the cup, and if that is the type of game that we're going to see, it's really going to be ugly. I don't want to see two big men driving at each other. But um, anyway, defensively, I think this is an interesting scout. Um, Richmond plays pretty quickly. Uh, they remind me a little bit of St. John's. Um, in a sense, with respect to their style of play, their pace. So I, I think the Friars are well prepared to, to match the tempo. And, you know, I think if we can get ahead, we can control the pace of the game to the style in which we like it. You know, a little bit slower, a little more grinded out. You get some flex offense plays going. You know, make the clock your friend. Um, I think we saw that towards the end of the first game against South Dakota State. You know, Durham's, e you know, easily taking the ball up over half court, buying them, slowing down the pace, you know. You're getting good looks. You're you're milking the shot clock. Um, and listen, when you have a comfortable lead, I think that you can do that. So I I think the way you start against Richmond is you know the the way that you have to set the tone. Um, and to be completely honest, I don't think we started too great against South Dakota State. I don't think I think the no stoppage of play obviously had something to do with that, but. You know, at the end of the day, we finished hard, and, and that's all really you can ask for. I hope we can replicate that, you know, the the strong finish, but I hope we we start strong too. You know, I think perhaps the the jitters of first time in the tournament for a long time for a lot of these guys. Um, actually, no, only Watson. This is the first time in the tournament for a majority of the guys on the roster that, you know, really haven't seen themselves get to the big dance before. So Watson was the only one there who could have actually had the jitters of the first time. In a long time, everyone else, it was first-time jitters, period. You know, no previous experience to go off of. But anyway, I digress. This is a, a huge matchup for the Friars. First time in the round of 32 since 2016. Um, hopefully, you know, the luck can continue and we can play well and be fortunate to come out with a victory. I'm excited for this one. It's the first time that, you know, I've had a team travel to the, team, the round of 32 in a long time. So... Let's get lucky. Um, but a look around the Big East. There are three teams that remain in the big dance. It is Providence, it is Villanova, and it is Creighton. Seton Hall and Marquette were both killed. Um, and, and let me tell you, um, well, we'll get into UConn in a second too, but uh, you know, you got to feel bad for, for teams like Marquette and Seton Hall that you know really cleaned it up this season. You know, Seton Hall started off slow. They won 8 of 10 to close out the regular season, won a game in the Big East tournament. And comfortably made the big dance. Um, and then TCU kind of beat the doors off them. Just sucks, you know. Um, now there, there's rumors on Twitter of Kevin Willard in Maryland, which has kind of been floating around all season. So we'll see what that brings. Um, over to Marquette. Uh, you hate to see a Big East team get knocked out of the tournament. You really do because it's bad for the conference. And, you know, the whole solidarity in the Big East narrative, blah, blah, blah. I will say, though, it was... It was subliminally pleasing to <laughs> see Marquette get beat by 30 against UNC in a very similar fashion in which they beat us. Um, 
you know, you don't again, you don't root for Big East teams to lose, but you know that was almost a little satisfying just because Marquette lost in the way in which they beat us. So a little personal vendetta again. At the end of the day, I would have rather Marquette win because I quite frankly hate UNC, um, hate the Blue Bloods, hate UNC, hate Duke, hate Kentucky. They're out too. That was, whew, I, I, St. Peter's man, good for them. But back to Marquette, they lost, and then, oh man, this one, you know, I. I'll root for the Big East. I won't root for Connecticut. I'm happy they lost because Dan Hurley runs his mouth. You know, you better buckle up because it's here. Oh, it's here, huh? It, it really looked like it was here when, when UConn lost in the first round. Looked really good. The, Adama Sonogo, great game for him. You know, big powerhouse. RJ Cole just chucking shots. It just, man, it, it brought a smile to my face to watch them lose. Um, And I had them in my Sweet 16, too, so... Anyone who, who's in a bracket challenge with me can, can go back and check. I had UConn in my Sweet 16. I thought they were going to travel because this is a UConn team that's super athletic. They're not the most basketball talented of the Big East schools that are in the tournament, but they're an athletic team, and I thought, you know, they would power their way through a 12 seed. I guess not. Um, Dan Hurley's got some serious self-evaluation to do in the offseason. Um just don't run your mouth. It's here. It's here. What? Why? Because you guys beat Villanova. Congratulations. You're three and thirteen in big games in Dan Hurley's tenure in the conference. So, good for you. It's here, and now it's gone. Otherwise, Villanova beat Delaware pretty handily. Creighton snuck away in the final minutes after uh, you know Ryan Kalkbrenner went down with a really really serious knee injury. And this is a Creighton team that's hanging by a thread here. You know, no Ryan Nemhard. He is out for the remainder of the season. It is likely that Ryan Kalkbrenner is now out for the remainder of the season, too. I could be mistaken. This is the, t- the point in the podcast where Matt usually jumps in and tells me, oh, I have the, the official update. So, missing him right now. But Kalkbrenner took a, a bad spill, too. The worst part is, you see him go down on the replay. His knee kind of buckles inward. He gets up and puts pressure on it and goes right back down. And it, it's the facial expression for me that kills me, you know, just shrieking in pain and that's a seven foot man right there you hope he's okay you hope it's nothing too serious although the you know the eye test does not uh, support that statement so all the best to him for a quick and speedy recovery but the end of the day Creighton pulled it out and they will face Kansas so three big east teams advance to the second round Providence Villanova Creighton Providence controls its destiny tonight at 6 10 p.m. you can catch that game on TNT the Friars will pay. Will, the fourth seeded Friars will play the twelfth seeded Richmond Spiders. Buffalo, New York, six ten TNT. Be sure you're following the Flex on Twitter. We'll have coverage throughout the remainder of the tournament. Make sure you're following me and Matt individually on Twitter. Leave us a review if you like us. If you don't like us, don't leave us a review. Shout out Matt. He always says that. Um, but thank you for listening. Happy March. Go Friars. <laughs>